What's going on, Far, Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everyone doing this Monday? I hope all is well on your side of the galaxy. Got some exciting news this weekend out here on the Outer Rim. Star Wars Ahsoka director Bryce Dallas Howard promises Clone War fans will love the show. This is what she said in the interview with Romp. Without giving anything away, fans are going to love the Ahsoka series that's coming up. I cannot tell you anything, but what I can say is if you are a fan of the Clone Wars, you will be greatly rewarded. That is what she revealed to us. And since I'm a big fan of the Clone Wars, all I have to say is she better deliver. I'm just saying when it comes to Disney, there's been some propaganda delivered to the fans. And I hope this isn't one of those times. You can't play around when it comes to the Clone Wars. If it was me and I had to guess what she was revealing in this statement, we will possibly see Rex in the series and maybe some flashbacks of the Clone Wars. But one thing that I would love to see personally is Maul showing up, especially since Disney announced that he won't be in the Kenobi series. I would love to see him in this series. Okay, now that we covered that, I think that we need to get back to the story we are talking about on this show. Because when we left off on Friday, the Sinflax had just started to wear off of Bane, and he was letting the havoc rain down on the guards. So let's jump back into that story. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. <laughs> The last three opponents were back on their feet, blasters drawn. Bane yanked a short vibroblade from the belt of the man with the broken neck and plunged it into the belly of a woman before she could bring her pistol to bear. She doubled over from the fatal blow, releasing her grip on her weapon. Bane dropped to the floor and caught it before it hit the ground, ducking under the bolts fired from the remaining two enemies as he rolled onto his back and fired a pair of perfectly placed shots. The guards both toppled over backwards, their faces erased by the impact of a blaster bolt at point-blank range. Another locked Durasteel door blocked the only exit. Bane tossed the blaster aside and tore the door off its hinges. Up above, someone triggered the alarm, and a deafening klaxon began to blare. Beyond the door was a narrow staircase, similarly barricaded at the top. The Dark Lord charged up the steps and threw himself shoulder-first into the door at the top. It burst open from the impact, sending him tumbling into the room beyond. The four guards up here had been alerted by the blaster shots being fired down below. Unlike the first wave, they weren't caught off guard by his violent entrance. Weapons already drawn, they opened fire. But Bane's visceral, primal assault on the squad in the room below had fueled the cycle of rising emotion and mounting dark side power. He met their assault with an explosion of crackling energy that rippled out in a violet wave from his body at the center. The incoming bolts were absorbed harmlessly into the ionic storm. The blasters themselves melted in the hands of their owners. The stench of burned flesh mingled with their screams of agony and the relentless hammering song of the alarms further feeding Bane's power. Crouched on one knee, he clenched both fists, then threw his arms out to either side, fingers splayed wide. The resulting force wave pummeled the guards, sending them hurtling backward so they bounced off the walls hard enough to leave cracks in the stone. Bane rose to his feet in the center of the carnage. Half a dozen bodies lay strewn about him, bones shattered, internal organs crushed into pulp. One choked out a pink frothing spray with his final breath. All the others were still. To his dismay, he saw neither Khalib's daughter nor the Iktochi among the dead. He had sensed a few guards fleeing the room as he had charged up the staircase, 
but he hadn't felt either of those two women among them. He also didn't recognize any of the corpses as the dark-skinned woman who had saved him, though he was, for a moment, less interested in her. He had found Sarah once before. During his first meeting with Kalib, the healer had tried to trick him with a simple illusion to hide his daughter. But Bane had sensed the little girl cowering behind the facade. He had tasted her fear. Yet it was more than that. Like her father, the girl had power that could be sensed through the force. You can't hide from me. I will find you. Calling out the long, buried memory, he reached out with his mind, concentrating on picking out her unmistakable presence. She's here, still in the facility, but she's not alone. His awareness had spread through the halls of the dungeon, whispering over the minds of all who walked the halls. He had sensed Sarah along with several other powerful individuals, yet there was one in particular that had drawn his attention. Zana, what is she doing here? Was his apprentice somehow involved in his capture? Had she come here to rescue him? Or maybe to stop him from escaping? Whatever the explanation, Bane knew one thing for certain. He didn't want to face Xana right now. Not while he was still recovering from the toxins Sarah had used to render him helpless, and certainly not without his lightsaber. She was searching for him. He could feel her reaching out, drawing ever closer. Still, there were ways to counter her efforts. Subtle manipulations of the Force could confuse and misdirect her. Fooling Xana while tracking Kalib's daughter at the same time was possible in theory, though few individuals had the discipline to maintain the balance between two such mentally intensive tasks. But Bane's will was as strong as his body. If he was quick, cunning, and careful, he had a chance to find his quarry while still getting out of the prison alive. Now, I think this would be a perfect time to get to our sponsor for today's episode. Have you had any type of ailment lately that has caused you some discomfort? Then you need to try some Tauntaun. It is guaranteed to get rid of anything you might have come down with, from muscle aches to fever. It will cure it all. Just ask your doctor to prescribe you the best medicine in the whole galaxy. Tauntaun tonic may cause uncontrollable diarrhea, blindness, hibernation, sickness, and most likely death. Use at your own risk. Tears of anger, shame, and frustration were streaming down the princess's face. She had held them in check as she had passed the guards, but with nobody around to see her, she had finally let them go. Her plan to avenge her father's death and free herself from the traumatic memories of her childhood had so far failed miserably. She had wanted the Sith Lord to admit he was wrong. She had wanted him to apologize and ask forgiveness for Kalib's death. She had wanted him to beg her for mercy. She had convinced herself that if this happened, it would help her deal with the senseless death of not just her father, but also her husband. She had thought it would help restore some type of meaning to a cruel and random universe. She had hoped it would bring her peace. But nothing had gone the way she had planned. The prisoner was completely unrepentant. He had twisted everything she had done and said into some perverse justification for what he believed in. He almost made it seem that Kalib's death was right, and he turned your best friend against you. As much as the words of the Sith disturbed her, the actions of Lucia had upset her even more. The bodyguard had been the one who hired the Huntress to avenge Garen's death, but now she seemed determined to oppose Sarah's quest to avenge Kalib. It made no sense to the princess. 
She had expected Lucia to stand by her during the confrontation, to support her as she faced the demon of her past, to shore up her strength so she could conquer her fears and triumph over his evil. Instead, she had defended him. How could you turn your back on me like that when I needed you the most? Okay, this was a really good part. It had a little bit of everything. Some action, some emotion, and some suspense. What more could you ask for in a part? Bane is causing chaos with the guard. Sarah doesn't understand why her best friend wasn't there for her. Bane senses Xana and is wondering why she is there. There's a whole lot going on in this part. It was very exciting. Now let's get to the quote for this week, and it comes to us from Winston Churchill. He said, you will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Basically, you will never reach your goals if you allow distractions to take up your time. Far too often, we let things like social media take up too much of our time. Someone says something argumentative on our social media, and we will spend the next two hours arguing with them. This is just a trap. They are just haters there to distract you from your goals. Now you have just wasted two hours of your life that you could have been working on something positive. Two hours that you can't get back. Don't ever allow distractions to interrupt your progress. You must use your time wisely. Keep your focus on the end game so tough that you don't even notice the distraction. And I think that's it for today. Join us for tomorrow for the next part of the story. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars in 10. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.